It's football season. Time for the Gridiron Breakdown. Your host, RJ. And when was the last time 80,000 people showed up to see a kid do a chemistry experiment? Alan. You play football like Engineer played football. Let's get to the breakdown. It's time for the Gridiron Breakdown, the football podcast where we talk about the X's and O's of the top college football games each weekend and the NFL. College football, of course, is over. LSU reigns supreme, but we've still got the NFL, and we are coming out of conference championship weekend. I'm Jay, flying solo this week, here to talk about how the AFC and NFC championship games went down and set the stage for the Super Bowl, though we'll be back to do a full Super Bowl preview next week. So let's start with the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. The sixth seed that had powered through and beaten New England and Baltimore traveled to Kansas City, and hey, they gave Kansas City a great game for about a quarter and a half. And then Kansas City's offense, along with Pat Mahomes by his feet and his arm, and then Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill and all of those guys that he can distribute the ball to, finally got in front of Tennessee and put them in a situation where they had to get out of their comfort zone. They couldn't run the football effectively anymore. Tennessee only had four rushing first downs all game. They put it in Tannehill's hands, and while he threw well and did pretty good, the pass rush became too much, and moreover, Tennessee's defense could no longer contain what Kansas City wanted to do in the air or on the ground. You had Mahomes finish with you know, over 292 yards passing, super efficient, going down the field, no turnovers, only sacked twice, and only lost a couple yards. As a team, they rushed for 112 yards, outrushed the Titans, who only rushed for 85 as a team. Both teams penalized pretty evenly, but again, no turnovers in the game, except for the fact that Kansas City seemed to be able to score. They could go vertical down the field, and it was just too much. It was too much for Tennessee to try and overcome and, you know, what can you say? Uh, I mean, uh, the game turned uh, forever when Mahomes was able to take a scramble late in the second quarter and run in for a touchdown. That was the go-ahead score. It made the game 21-17 to at that point. And even though Tennessee was able to survive the, you know, kicking it back to them in the third quarter, they weren't able to do anything with it themselves. And then Kansas City exploded for 14 more points in the, in the fourth quarter. Tennessee got a late touchdown. Um, to make it look kind of respectable after doing a great fake punt. But it was over. Uh, I mean, it was 35-17, to and clearly Kansas City was going to be in their first Super Bowl in 50 years. So congratulations to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a formidable opponent. Their offense is fantastic. And look, their defense doesn't get covered in glory a lot, but you know what? Had a pretty good game. I mean, Ryan Tannehill went 21-31 for 209 yards, but they really limited him for being able to go down the field, sacked him three times once at the end of the game, really just sealed it once and for all. Held Derrick Henry to 69 yards on 19 carries. That's 3.6, way below his average the last few games. Did score a touchdown, but his longest run of the day was 13 yards. Now, Henry, you know, again, it does that 5, 6, 10, 12-yard kind of thing, but he always breaks a big one. Never was able to break that big one. And, uh, you know, outside of a couple of passes that the guys took uh, for some yardage after after uh, receiving, Tennessee wasn't able to get anything going. On the other hand, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey all had a good game. Kelsey really was limited. He only had three catches. Running around on a bum ankle. Uh, him and George Kittle over in San Francisco both kind of suffering from that. But Watkins more than made up for it. Caught a big bomb that really broke the game open. Tyreek Hill was so fast uh, coming around the corners and doing stuff. Just too much. 
And what can you say about the Chiefs, man? Uh, fantastic season. I mean, they went 12-4, and four, and they survived Patrick Mahomes being out for several weeks. They survived that whole situation now to find themselves in the Super Bowl. They were one game from the Super Bowl last year. Uh, you know, they lost to the Patriots in overtime uh, at Arrowhead Stadium this year. They take care of business at Arrowhead. They win the uh, AFC Championship, and hey, congratulations to them. Fantastic job uh, by everyone involved. Chiefs are obviously, uh, you know, again, one of the best teams in the league, and uh, they're going to be a great opponent for the NFC side uh, of the house. And, I mean, you go back and look at the losses they had. I mean, they lost to Indianapolis in October. That was when Mahomes uh, had come back, actually, um, and and was doing okay. But um, he was dinged up, and then they lost to Houston. And that was when things kind of got sideways. Then, you know, they were out with Pat Mahomes for four weeks, three games. Uh, but they ended up splitting those. They got two and one out of it. They lost to Green Bay, but they beat Denver. That was a big uh, road win in the in the division form. They beat Minnesota. Uh, they lost to Tennessee. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously they've reeled off nothing but wins since November the 18th. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Raiders, New England. They beat Denver. They beat Chicago. They beat uh, the Chargers again. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a fantastic season for them. And then, you know, getting into the divisional round, I mean, they took out Houston uh, after giving up a ton of points, as we know. And then they gave up a lead again. Tennessee was up 10 to nothing before they finally got on the board. But uh, And then they were down 17-7 before they roared back and, and 28 in a row before Tennessee could muster anything. Uh, that was just really, uh, really too much. So Kansas City wins the AFC. They'll be the representative in the NFC championship game. We had uh, one versus two. We had the Green Bay Packers. On the road, West Coast has not been good to Green Bay this year, and it didn't didn't do much for them this year either. Or in this game, they go to take on the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. But these teams were thirteen and three in the regular season, and San Francisco beats them thirty seven to twenty, and that is a deceptive score because Green Bay got thirteen points in the fourth quarter when that game was clearly out of hand. I mean, this game was over at halftime. It was twenty seven to zero. At halftime, Jimmy Garoppolo goes six of eight for 77 yards. He doesn't even, you know, attempt 10 passes, but that's because the running game for San Francisco teed off. Raheem must start 29 carries, 220 yards, four, count them, four touchdowns. Debo Samuel had a big run. Tevin Coleman came in and played a little bit, but it was really monstered. I mean, he was the guy that just tore Green Bay apart. Green Bay never gave able to get their running game on track. Aaron Jones was 12 of 56, but, you know, again, he wasn't able to do much. Aaron Rodgers, 31 of 39, super efficient. Standard Aaron Rodgers, two touchdowns, but he had two costly picks, took three sacks. And, you know, Devontae Adams had a huge game, and San Francisco seemed to be like, hey, you know what, that's fine. He can have a big game. You know, nobody else is going to be able to do much for you, and and they didn't. And Green Bay was unable to get anything going uh, the entire first half, and then it was just over. You know, it was totally over. And uh, you know, you look at it and, and you think about, well, okay, you know, what what could they have done differently? You know, don't don't give up three hundred yards rushing in Green Bay. I mean, they got absolutely played. Green Bay also penalized six times for forty six yards. San Francisco only penalized twice, three turnovers, a fumble, and two picks. You, you don't beat anybody doing that. I mean, Green Bay had the time of possession, but so what? You know, that's a useless stat if you're not putting points on the board. And they absolutely weren't putting points on the board. And it's surprising because, again, Green Bay, very good team. I mean, the number two seed, they played great this year. You know, they've had up and down moments, but you know, they've established a running game. They seem to have rebuilt the defense a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, again, super efficient, doing what he does. But, my goodness, they got pushed around, and they just couldn't do 
what they needed to do to control this game. And, and I mentioned it in the, in the beginning there, they've struggled going out west this season. It's, it's a weird thing. Uh, I, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, they, when they've traveled west, they, they went out and, and lost to the Chargers 26 to 11 in November. That's not a team they should have lost to. They got, you know, waxed by San Francisco early 37 to eight, you know, two weeks later. Now, you know, they were able to, to bounce back after that and win a bunch of games back on the East Coast because they were playing the Giants, you know, Washington, Chicago, not good teams, beat Minnesota, which was, as it turned out, not a great team, and Detroit, which is not a good team. Green Bay, you know, you look at their wins, who's their best win against? Probably beating Kansas City, you know, in, in October was their best win of the season. Outside of that, ah, not a lot to really look great about. On the other hand, Kansas City, man, <laughs> I mean, you talk about, uh, not Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, on the other hand. I mean, th- they've taken care of business when they needed to throughout the season. And what can you say about Kyle Shanahan and his staff? I mean, you, you can talk about the scheme and all that kind of stuff, but it's really about getting those guys out on the field to do what they need to do. And look, in the playoffs, it, it's been really hard to score on these guys. Minnesota barely got 10 points on them. Green Bay, again, got 20. They got 13 of that in trash time. Look at the games that they lost this year. They lost in overtime to Seattle. That was a that was a tough game for them. They lost by three points at Baltimore. That was a great game uh, at the beginning of December. I saw that, and then they they had an inexplicable loss to Atlanta. It's just one of those like I, you don't know how that happens, but hey, they got it out of their system, right? Because since then they've been on an absolute tear. I mean, a tear, and it's really tough to move the ball on them. It's tough to score on them. And they are a they're a real weaponized team. And a lot of people are going to say, hey, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, how good is he really? You know, and throw for a lot of yards, yada, yada. Hey, he's 63% completions. Now, that's what really matters in this game. And when you look at a guy like Garoppolo, that's going to make a difference. And, I, you know, I'm not ready to give my pick yet or anything like that, but I'm a slight lean, slight lean to San Francisco, you know. Um, now, I know Garoppolo had 13 picks this year, but he cleaned a lot of that up late in the season. He had, uh, you know, 27 touchdowns, almost 4,000 yards. But the other thing is, man, they ran as a team, ran for so many yards this year and did it amongst four and five different guys. I mean, you're talking about a team that, that absolutely bludgeons people running the football this season. And it's impressive to see uh, what the San Francisco 49ers have done uh, as a team this year. And I'm a slight lean to them in this one, though I got to tell you, boy, that is going to be some matchup against that offense. That, you know, the San Francisco defense, particularly their defensive line, and then you got Richard Sherman anchoring that back end, just how good they are uh, at taking away so many things. Going up against Kansas City and Andy Reid and all that he can do uh, to, to scheme an offense, it's going to be something, y'all. Uh, it really is. I think we're in for... I think we're in for a really good Super Bowl, and that's exciting. You know, I think that's all we can ask for. I mean, Green Bay, Kansas City would have been a cool Super Bowl, no doubt. I mean, you get rematch of Super Bowl one in the hundredth year anniversary. I'm sure everybody would have loved that. You also would have had the State Farm Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. But San Francisco's been, you know, the best, if not one of the best teams. They've been the best team in the NFC all year. So you, they're they're a ton of legacy. You know, they're going to be great. People are going to love seeing them. And you got Kansas City again. Andy Reid, this guy who gets teams in the playoffs but never can get them over the hump. And now he's got this one over the hump. He's got this exciting young quarterback. Is it finally his year? Is it their time? I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it is going to be fun to watch. Uh, I, I think we got a great, 
uh, matchup again. And look, as a homer, I would have loved my Tennessee Titans to be in there, but we weren't, we weren't ready, uh, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, I think, I think we talked more in the offseason about what the Titans need to do to maybe get themselves in position for it. But I like this Super Bowl matchup. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. So now what do we got? Well, we got a week off. <laughs> we'll get the Pro Bowl. And that's a great honor. And congrats to all the guys that have made it and are in the Pro Bowl. The game, I mean, look, every sports talk guy you're going to listen to this week is going to say the same thing I'm going to say. It's not really fun to watch. Uh, and I understand why these guys don't go full speed, yada, yada. It's fine. Uh, All-Star, The All-Star Baseball game is fun because it's guys actually playing baseball. Uh, the basketball game, I actually like the NBA All-Star game because it is an, it's an offensive palooza. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. There is no D whatsoever. And this game is a little hard to do that in football. I, I know everybody's got ways they would fix it. To me, you name the Pro Bowl teams, and then you have a skills competition. And to me, you, you do it you know, either you do it after the Super Bowl. That way the Super Bowl participating guys who have to all opt out of being the Pro Bowl can go and participate and be and make it a fan event. But you know, they're not gonna do it because people are obviously watching it. I mean, it gets ratings, crazily enough. I won't be one of them, but maybe you will. If you like the Pro Bowl, tell me why. Look up with us on our Facebook page. Look for the Grin Iron Breakdown on Facebook. Tell me why you like the Pro Bowl, because I'd love to know. But that's what's going on this week. We'll get two weeks of hype for the Super Bowl. We're going to get into a deep dive next week. We'll have Brian on to talk about the Super Bowl matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs in Miami, Florida. Going to be, I think it's going to be one of the best ones we've had. Super Bowl 54 really lining up to be a fantastic, fun game. And I appreciate you joining me here to hear a little bit about these conference championship games and get yourself ready for that Super Bowl. So again, you can find the show on Facebook. Look for the Gridiron Breakdown. Find us there. Go to anchor.fm slash Gridiron Breakdown. You'll find the feed to the podcast. And I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe. Also, leave us a positive review. And then let other people know about the show. It helps us get the word out and keep the show going. I'll be back again next week with Brian to talk about this Super Bowl matchup. This has been Jay, and you're listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. Thank you for listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. The Gridiron Breakdown theme is Sports Time Tonight by Phil Gerard, Reed Hayes, and Scott P. Shear. Tune in next week for more analysis and opinion from our hosts. I ain't saying much scared out there. I ain't saying fear. Now you all scared to ask another question.